get closed or open or half open as you may wish. I'm going to sit with my uh, eyes closed, safely having to look at myself. So just sitting rather tall. certain stillness of the being. And our various uh, activities um, of the day, of the weekend, have the opportunity to fade, know that we have done or not done, drops away. Just left with the bareness, just the bare living present. This may be a condition valuable to return to. It may well be the condition prior to death. Bring mindfulness to the the whole body. It can appear to us to be uh, gross, not in a judgmental way, but force of nature. substance, a form, amidst countless other forms, and we often think of ourselves physically as ourself, our body, who I am. And if there is worry and stress, the body gains more substance, more separation, more thingness to it. 
aging, or pain, or sickness, or fears. becomes more gross, more substantial, more heavy in the mind. Be mindful and clear as possible. When we, when we are or we have given a lot of grossness, substance, beingness to this, what we call ourselves, our body, or our health, or pain. is one view, one interpretation. Sometimes one condition, perception, reactive and repeated. Especially when there is some feelings of vulnerability around the body, around health or safety. quietly experiencing the physical in a subtle way, subtle way. Sensations, vibrations, interacting with the immediate environment. cells of the body responding to the temperature in the room, to the clothes touching the various parts of the body, letting the word body be rather quiet in consciousness, so it's more subtle, sensations and vibrations. Quiet 
objectivity unfolding itself. Allowing ourselves to experience this subtlety much, much more. Reduce the spell of living in substance and thingness and separation from and fear of. Resting in the feeling tones of existence. This is the way we came into this world, which we can find in our experience in the same feeling tones when we depart from this world. The subtle, there's less fear, less worries, less anxiety. our eyes and our ears can attune in a more subtle receptive way but seeing the world as a world of things some I want and some I don't want. Is a form of grossness, thingness, substance, 
authenticity, calmness of the being, reveals the subtle. Vibrations, movements and unfolding and processes us closer to the way things really are unfolding. Perhaps we can move it with the rhythms of life, because we know the suffering. We see the pointlessness of living in the gross. Remaining a minute or two. Your being being free from gross states of mind, your being be free from gross expressions of the voice or what you'd like, your being be free gasping and fearing around the body. The subtle is revealed to us in all directions. All right, thank you very much for uh, uh, listening. It's going to end down the usual bend over some water. So a uh, little talk with you on the uh, theme, and then if there are any questions that you might like to ask. So uh, I live here in uh, Totnes, and there's a little bit more kind of 
what you call it, opening up, which is uh, taking place, less of the lockdown. That's uh, enabled a few more conversations to uh, uh, arise. Just five minutes walk from my home is what's called the Reconomy Center. And so people come and have a desk. Rather interesting going in. They're still keeping the usual social distances. So to give you a little flavor of the conversations. So the person on the next desk, sometimes it's very quiet. He was having a very interesting conversation as I was doing my typing um, on the difference between um, um, bio bioenergetics and Reiki therapy. That was an interesting dialogue. And then one of the other people, she said to me, oh, Christo, I hope you don't mind, but um, I'm just about to have my um, hourly session with my therapist. Uh, and uh, I'd like to do it at this time. And I said, you're, you're, you're free. I said, I have a slight preference if you could use earphones so that you're, uh, uh, so it would reduce it, the good voice by half. I wouldn't say the therapist, although I'm sure it was very insightful, and then she had her hour. And then another, convers another um, conversation. Um, one person um, is having a started a gratitude diary. So with all the doom and gloom and worries and fears and anxieties due to the pandemic, she was feeling a bit overwhelmed with uh, all of this. And she and then another person, in this case a phone call, was also speaking about uh, a diary to express what Buddha would call appreciative joy. We, uh, uh, we really recognize the heartfulness, which is subtle, love, which is certainly subtle, compassion is subtle, sense of deep inner peace is subtle and her expression is the writing down and keeping some points of those uh, aspects of the day where there, where she felt appreciation um, uh, gratitude all, all, all the small things uh, and this is subtle as well because it it gives us a nourishment and uh, this nourishment contributes to emotional, psychological health and well-being, and also in our relationship, the, the world that we uh, live in. And well, in just in the generalities of uh, listening, um, reading conversations, online googling, and uh, so forth. And, and probably yourselves as well, that there has been some opportunity for all of us to bring about some more reflection. And it seems to me that society, I don't want to go into the politics, I'm tempted by that society very much is in the habit, like the obsessive and our conditioning of the shopping Things, things, and things, and things again. Consumerism, and when that rather dramatically has been reduced 
in recent months uh, there. What I hear and sense and communications and so forth is it is providing all of us with a little bit more time for reflection and therefore a certain shift going on, not for everybody obviously, a shift going on to that which is more subtle. Some reflections are, are going on about what matters. Reflections are uh, going on what's really important for me or for my life or for my friends or my uh, family. So the absence of the consumerism, the shopping malls and the supermarkets, massive reduction in all of that, plus all the other obsessions, the holidays, the flights, um, and much, much more. Just consciousness into some inquiry, some self-examination for some people. And there is a recognition and appreciation. Maybe things have to change. Some of us say they have to change, of course. And in the language of the uh, speaking with you this evening, the uh, language is really from gross. Consumerism, I think, is the gross of the gross. Two, making use of the necessities of what you and I need to buy uh, to give us more opportunity for the absence of and preoccupation with things to reflect, to recognize in ourselves what is worth reflecting upon, what's deep about our life, what shows that. And that shift over says the world of things has a place for the bare necessities of uh, life. We address them, go down to the shops and buy our food, hopefully organic as much as possible. And this afternoon I went to allotment, an allotment which a friend of mine uh, has, and I came home with berries, and spinach, and chard, and lettuce, etc. So my fridge is now full of uh, really uh, good food. And that is a reflection of something more subtle. It's a reflection of nourishment in the best of ways. So the question is, and that's the question to you and myself, uh, yeah. What in my daily life will contribute to living at a more refined and subtle level? And when is it? What are the forms of experience where I lose that sense of? And what I mean by that, there, anger is gross. Neediness, greed, wanting is gross. Yeah. Fears, worries, and anxieties, because they build and they have such an impact uh, on us. So we want to look at times when we lose the subtle 
and and when we're caught up in something with the invitation to us can i find the subtle we uh go back a little bit with the text a little bit here with the buddha <clears throat> the word the subtle is one of the words that he uses for liberation and that subtlety there is because it's a liberation from obsessing which is always about first about things or ideas or what is called the past or the future or the present and recognizing when we move there with the interest what is the way to convert the gross to the subtle that's the challenge of human beings what is the way what are the skills what can i do to transform or change the gross to the subtle so that the subtle is liberating and the and if we can't find the ways it might be that we need the good wisdom the good support the good friendship the good counsel of others to help find the deep or the, or, or the subtle there one of the things which um, i notice again with, with these uh, explorations how um, um, precious and important uh, in this uh, 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 is the story and what I mean, mean, uh, mean by that I'm one of those who watch and uh, read uh, watch Balibora and particularly uh, read, read quite a lot it's a very uh, mostly enjoyable activity and sometimes it is the reading of the stories about people and i think there's something about the human stories of other people past and present which touches something with us which we respond to there and her or his story provides us with some inspiration and to me, the best of stories uh, there generate uh, a point of receptivity. And we hear or see television or whatever it might be, or read a story which is inspiring. And if you, in the last few days, have heard or watched or listened or read or whatever uh, a story which touched you therefore it touched the subtle please do ensure that you give some time for some uh, uh, reflection on that so just to give me a, give a couple of examples of uh, what I mean there years ago years ago um, i was on the way home this is after doing my travels 
and I spent, this is 1977. I've had some inspiration since, by the way. I'm just comparing to the whole story. Staying in San Francisco with a friend, Jack Petranka. And in the um, park in San Francisco, from every Thursday morning, this beautiful elderly gentleman, American citizen, named uh, Joe, would meet people under a tree and would just walk together around the park and then he would just share some stories as Sufi practiced. People would ask him some questions. And it was a kind of regular, every Thursday, faithfully, there would be this precious response of just putting himself in the park, being accessible and available, speaking around, Things in a simple way, beautiful. And I used to go every Thursday when I was in the two months or more when I was in San uh, Francisco. And sometimes, here, people have an idea, it touches us, we feel a uh, response to it, and then we might say to ourselves, well, if she can do that, if he can do that, then why can't I? So inspiration is a force for movement, it's a, a force for change. To do in your good conversations, or if you watch the box, or whatever, it, or read something, you think, wow, that's really true. So it's gone subtle, and then you, therefore there's a communication which follows on from it. Keep them in mind, there's lots of precious people uh, there. I listened to the radio yesterday, absolutely delightful man. And he was being um, uh, uh, interviewed, and he loves creatures, wild ones, and he feeds the birds in the garden, and he's so curious about them, he, write, he knows all the birds, he writes down the times that uh, they come, and he keeps a diary, and he writes down how long they stay, and what they eat. And he also goes out at night, and he sits out there in the, under the stars, and he knows at some point you might well see a fox or a badger. These creatures have got used to him. And, and then he finds little things of animals. It might be a small skull of an animal. It might be um, some feathers or whatever, and he keeps them at home in his cupboard, and he looks after these things, and I thought, that's lovely, it's beautiful. Just closeness with the creature world, just from his home, just from taking a walk. He said he found his first thing he brought home from a, a creature when he was about five or six years of age, and he just wants to be close to the, what that world there. <clears throat> and again, when he hears a story, it's um, 
warm and it's uh, touching and uh, rather uh, uh, precious. Um, I, I was teaching in Portugaya. No, Sarana. Must be three or four, no, more than now, six or seven years ago. There was a young Buddhist monk and he had been engaged in non-violent protests against the military regime. And the outcome of that was that he was being targeted for arrest, sent up to one of the work camps in the far north of Myanmar, so he fled. And he walked altogether from Henry Burma, where he was, Myanmar, through to flee to get into, um, in, into India. Somewhere he thought up to maybe up a thousand kilometers, a long, long walk. And people in the villages would feed him, British monk, of course, and he continued. But he couldn't stay in the villages at night because of fear of arrest. I said, but there's you know, tigers around and many wild creatures. I said, what did you do about sleeping? He said, I slept in trees. Gosh, sleeping in a cave is like a five-star hotel. I slept in trees. And he just walked and he walked. And then he was concerned about not getting into India because he had no passport or anything. He might get returned and so forth. He was accepted and next thing he's sitting on a retreat with but sometimes, again, people take steps, express their voice, there's some concern. They walk through the forest, they walk through the hill, they've been in Burma, I know, through the back door to escape the borders, and they're giving support to the people up in the far north. And, in, and the rainforests and the hills, and, just, and he just kept people walking. So I say, you and I may not do anything here. Hopefully, you don't have to, anything as dramatic as that. But I do say the subtle way of living, the receptivity to inspirational stories, the questioning of what is gross in uh, life in terms of unsatisfactory, looking at the ways that you and I might challenge and explore that, and just reminding ourselves of the mindfulness of the let me just experience those moments again, the way I was born, just the bare feeling. Let me experience that in my day-to-day -day life. Let me experience that when my life comes to an end, but it's not dramatic and sudden, it will probably be with the very bare experiences and quietly fading out of this world in that way. And bringing all of that subtlety as often as we can, into our field of experience. So that we don't kind of think of ourselves as being, wanting other things or other people and imagining this is the real world. This is socially um, agreed upon, but and consumerism is part of that, we can explore much more refined and subtle levels. <clears throat> and as I mentioned, with the, uh, the good people that I uh, had some conversations with in Dutness in the past few days, 
somebody might just say a few words passed unto me a diary for appreciation, a gratitude diary, a thankfulness diary, which, as I mentioned, not only nourishes us, but it helps to keep a certain peace of mind so that we don't slip into a pattern particularly with the pandemic, particularly in a number of countries, Anglo-American world and other countries, where we do not have the confidence in the kind of leadership that we have, which needs to really understand things deeply and not serve the self-interest of the leadership. And therefore we have to find other ways Otherwise, fearfulness, blame, and attack would get gross as the people we think are out of touch. So that's our um, exploration and uh, uh, practice uh, with you. And just in a small uh, example um, area too, it's a world of the kind of grossness of things. It's a world of name and form. Names, words, forms. In the world of name and form, there's a lot of thingness about it, as I mentioned to you. And for those of you who are um, in a position, like myself, of a certain privilege, privilege means is that we have a role, hopefully not making it gross by the ego, but we have a role there in which in some way or other we are offering some service to others. And it needs a mindfulness and vigilance with regard to this. So to give you a, just a small example here, um, I was uh, talking, communicating uh, with my daughter. So she is the uh, founder of this mindfulness support service. Last week, she was very happy. She got a very good, healthy donation from the police authorities for her us to do team working with families, in this case women, who are suffering from sexual abuse, etc. <clears throat> and in the conversation, uh, in the communications with her, and this is back to the area of the gross for the moment, when one has not just a, a cynicism, but a cynicism with a role and identity, how very easily Whatever we might say or write, and especially in a reactive moment in which we're kind of judgmental about something, humanly enough, such things can be grabbed and made use of by the other. 
uh, and those in any kind of public life, those with any kind of role, all of us, will be a bit vulnerable. So media sometimes will, and a few of my friends have been through this very difficult period, in which one's had a role, something has occurred, the blame has gone to that person, uh, the media has got hold of it, and in a very gross way, has engaged in personal attacks on the person. And I said, and this is part of our mindfulness practice, there are two things which we learned as a monk. <clears throat> if we can remember, whether you're a citizen or a citizen plus roles of influence, two things to remember. They're not easy, but anyway. One is, am I speaking from pers first-hand personal experience? Maybe, it may not be. If I am not, then what is the source of the information? So, mindfulness and Dharma teachings and practices, these are two questions. Is this from personal experience? And is it true and useful to speak? That is one criteria. It may not be from first-hand experience, but it may be that we have the information from some other source. That newspaper, that television program, that person said to us in a conversation. And to be really, really clear, it's a mindfulness practice of clarity with regard to what we hear, what we see, or what we read, where it lands, what's the outcome from that if it is spoken or written about. And as I said to my daughter, saying to you, I'll say to myself, what I am saying, whether it's on the Facebook, social media, whether it's in a conversation, what am I saying? Whatever I am saying, would I be happy to read these words in the Daily Mail? Those of you know, Daily Mail is more hype than subtlety, like some of the other newspapers. Just as a remembrance, the voice and the written, especially the written even more so, it just can carry. Be mindful, be vigilant, stay subtle there, and be very respectful to the people you represent, respectful to yourself, stay subtle so that we stay true to that as much as possible. So we are citizens, some of us have roles, we find the inspiration or being well from other human beings, and we stay as clear as possible. An undertaking. It's a it's a practice. There's a lot of uh, unkind and unthoughtful people around, and we have to stay true to what we offer and what we share with.
All right, so that's that's the uh, the thread for the uh, talk with you uh, this evening. We've got uh, ten minutes uh, to go. If there are any questions, I'm going to take have my uh, usual bend over, sit a sip of the water. on the specs. Mm. Uh, mm. Choppy sound I hear. Not sound not good tonight. Oh. Mm. Uh-huh, all right. Rather weak, I wonder. <laughs> I can't see anything. Mm. So it, it was actually a bit difficult in the better? beginning. It was a bit difficult in the beginning, but no? I, think, I think it became better. The sound became better. <laughs> you see, I, I could actually hear everything. Uh, <laughs> Don't know about others, but uh, it came very well through here. Yes, I agree. The sound got better as time went on. It was mostly in the meditation that it was difficult to understand you. Mm -hmm. but, uh, <laughs> it's okay Sorry. now. It's fine. Sorry about yeah. the sound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Any better? Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. <Good. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> All right, so thank you for the good notes. I should have looked earlier. It's unusual to have uh, several messages, but they're all the same message. <laughs> all right, so um, it does get recorded, it might, <laughs> if, if you uh, wish. So what I will do, I'll give a short summary. So basically, there's certain kind of options and... Uh, Somehow it got switched over. So I'll, rather than the questions, I'll give a short. Can you still hear? Okay. Yes. Okay. So I've got ten minutes to give a, uh, the summary. So with the talk uh, this evening, the theme was gross and subtle, and the gross one is the um, exaggeration to such a point we think or we imagine or we believe the world is full of things. Some things I want, some things I don't want. And those things would include name. 
reputation, position, standing, knowledge or whatever, and we can get lost in the world of things. Consumerism is the world of things. And the encouragement with the guided meditation and with the talk with you was to make the uh, make the shift from things to more subtle. So one of the things which is common for us is the relationship to the body. So sometimes we think the body as a kind of living thing itself. And with that, particularly with aging, pain, sickness, worry, fear, it makes more of a thing of the body. Other, other things go into the background and then the body, because of health, pain, sickness, fear, gains a thingness, a substanceness uh, there. So the encouragement with the guided meditation and with the instructions is to move to a more, to experience more subtle. So when it's more subtle, instead of the body as a thing, it's more vibrations and sensations. And as mentioned, life begins in terms of rather subtle sensations, birth. We have plenty of opportunity in our day to revert back to the more subtle, so the quiet vibrations of life, more subtle. And it might be that before our last breath, everything comes down to the more subtle vibrations, sensations, the quiet expiring of the life. So there is an encouragement to experience much more subtle. The, I mentioned the importance of uh, inspiration, which can encourage us to have more access to the subtle. With more conversations opening up, because there's more communication, more time outdoors there, I made reference to the Reconomy Center five minutes walk where I do some writing. And then sometimes out of that meetings and others, we get some, some inspiration and ideas there. So one person on the next table, social distance away of course, is having a conversation about um, bioenergetics and writing. Another person says, oh, can I have my therapy session with my therapist here, uh, there, yes, you can, and etc. not bothered. And then um, uh, another person speaking uh, also around um, gratitude and the keeping of a diary. I made reference to this man on the radio speaking about his love of creatures from the birds in the garden to walks out at night, and much, much more. So in the range of stories that you and I may hear, when we feel appreciation, when we feel touched by that, let's see if 
that can then inspire some activity. It might not be any relationship to what we heard or saw on the television or read, but it may say, well, she, he did this. Okay, what can I do today? And if you keep today uh, in mind, that will give the empowerment, listening, inspiration, and uh, uh, actions. Uh, and people are doing you know, just extraordinarily and amazingly uh, precious things uh, in this world there. With all of uh, that, I commented as well that in the teachings of liberation, which is the bedrock, the foundation, yeah, of the many expressions of it, one is the subtle. And that subtle could be in the meditations, subtle in mindfulness, subtle in expressions and communications, um, subtle in the way we are as a being. These expressions are liberation from grossness, the grossness of an oppressive mind state, a grossness of ours, or a grossness of uh, something rather nasty we say in speech or write, or, or the way we do something, etc. So always human beings in our evolution and development, from a Dharma perspective, is a movement from the gr more gross to the more uh, more subtle uh, there. <clears throat> and, and sometimes we need a, a little fresh perspective. So uh, uh, kind of, uh, it made me smile. When I was, when I was a monk, you know, monks, I'd often, quite often thought of as being um, um, very, very serious people. Some of them are deadly serious, but not always uh, uh, there. And lots of lovely, sweet, and I thought humorous stories would go around uh, 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 there. And we need these kind of this kind of lightness. So. A hiker, this is one of the one-liners, you see it there. It's worth a kind of reflection on. A hiker got to a river and, and, on the, and the river was very fast flowing. There was no bridge, nothing where he, he could get across. And he saw a monk, Buddhist monk, of course, saw a monk on the other side of the river. And he shouted across to the monk on the other side, how do I get to the other side? And the monk, his very Buddhist kind of response, the monk shouted back, you are on the other side already. So you could spend an evening meditating on that one. Sometimes we kind of have a view and then it could shift around the other way and the shift of the thought and the way of looking at things could be quite different. You're on the other side already. For those of you engaged in path and practice and goal, 
it's worthy of reflection. So in the subtle, this is the part, I didn't mention this in the talk, but I've got the opportunity now. I'm just looking at the clock there. In, in the subtle, those of you who have much love of the Dharma and the practices um, and the language of the path, we say, oh, there is the path towards the goal, in classical language. This can make a little bit of a gap as well. So it could be worthwhile to say, well, since everything which is about the path, mindfulness, meditation, reflection, inquiry, happiness, subtlety, um, reflections, sangha, communications, dharma, teachings, etc. Indoors, outdoors, sky above, earth below. Since all of that is in the is part of the path and essential to it, it also means equally that it's got to be an expression of the goal. Has to be. Goal can't be different from all of that. So it could be worthwhile to remember what the, the good monk shouted across the river. You are on the other side already. <laughs> so do give a little reflection to that. That's my final comment on today. All right, so um, let me just have a look at the, look at the screen. Yeah, oh good, there's no, no further questions except uh, the voice is uh, weak. Now I can hear you. Um, you sound a bit uh, a bit hard to hear. Did I? Oh. All right. Did so. Last ten minutes, all good. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Let's have a. Thank you very much for uh, for the good uh, patience. And um, we, um, and I, we just today just upgraded our our Zoom. So um, whether it will be easier in the future, we shall uh, uh, see. But anyway, just to finish, two quiet minutes together. That's the blessing in the subtle. 